One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hello, Scott Johnson here for DTNS Labs, and I'd like to call this episode My Road to Web Wellness. All right, look, guys. Confession time. It has been since the late 90s that I have even considered changing the way I publish content on the internet. That method in the past has been you have hosting and you pay for that hosting and you manage that hosting and your website might even be something you made yourself or at the very least you're using third-party software that you can easily maintain, update, change, tweak, whatever. That's been my modus for the longest time that I can think of. And remember, some of us have been making MP3 files to download from the internet long before they called this podcasting. And that's what I was doing then. So uh, let me let me kind of get you in the headspace of where I'm at right now. I have recently been faced with a big challenge that made it so I had to make some big decisions on the channels for which I use to publish comics, art, uh podcasts, video, that sort of stuff. And again, up till now, it's been like, all right, uh, along comes WordPress or back in the early days, make your own PHP site, which I did. I hand coded one with some very rudimentary database stuff and some other things. Uh, If that thing still existed today, it'd be probably the most (laughs) uh, unsecure mess in the world and would have been hacked a thousand times um, over. But Uh, It always served me okay. This is kind of how we all had to live, right? Along came things that said, hey, maybe you want to be on Blogger. And that was okay. And it didn't really do it for me, though. And there were other services like that where you just felt like, well, it's just like a blog, right? And then along came things like Tumblr. And, of course, the social media array that we have now in Facebook and Twitter and so on. Those all have some strengths for what I'm talking about. And plenty of weaknesses. Uh, But they were never quite up to snuff. So I just stuck with the old tried and true. Run my own websites. Make that work. Here's one of the problems. As that started to grow, normal web hosting services where you're sort of on shared servers. Turns out they don't like it when you have a bunch of traffic. They might even advertise that you have unlimited bandwidth or unlimited traffic. Uh, Doesn't matter, right? That's what they sell you on. And they're relatively cheap, but they don't mean that. (laughs) If you 
It's it's a little bit like if you go get all you can eat steak and shrimp at Sizzler, that's fine and all unless you're there for seven hours eating all the steak and shrimp. Then they're like, okay, at some point there's an unreasonable expectation on the part of you, so you need to get out of here. That kind of started to happen to me in the mid to late 2000s. So 2008, 2009, pushing up to 2011 or 12, I was constantly being wooed to a new service. I would get on it. I'd publish comics there. I'd put RSS feeds up there for the shows. I'd do all this content publishing there. And then they would say, they'd turn around and say, "Um, sorry, you're using too much. You're going to have to find somewhere else. So I kept finding somewhere else. I even had one place, I won't mention them, but they shut me down completely um, after a couple of weeks and didn't even tell me that they were going to do that. They said, you just, you brought us to our knees. And I'm not saying I have any kind of crazy traffic needs. I'm just saying your average small hosting company, they're looking for lots and lots of little websites where people keep their photos or something to show their grandkids. They don't count on you having regular traffic. So all that being said, I was then presented with some higher price tiers on some hosting services where I could do dedicated boxes and, and other stuff, managed hosting of different types and sizes. Ended up going with AWS directly, that is to say Amazon's web services, where I set up multiple instances that covered all, all kinds of stuff. So websites would be running there now, all my RSS feeds, album art, uh, MP3 files for the shows, uh, forums, all that stuff hosted there. And the idea there being you only really pay for the traffic you use. So um, without getting into too much detail, and if you want to learn more about how AWS works, uh, there's a lot of caching going on. So you're able to sort of um, limit how much or, or let's, let's say put more in control how much bandwidth you're actually going to use. You can be smart about that sort of stuff. And I ran a, bench, I ran a bunch of custom WordPress installs on there for various shows and for my webcomic. Like I say, well, late, re- recently it was only two or three WordPress sites, but prior to that it was upwards of 10 separate sites. And I had forums on there, which I've had since 2002 or one or something, and I just kept moving them forward and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of posts and things like that. It just felt like something I had to keep around. So that's what I had running on there. And for the longest time, this was fine. For the last three years, it was like, all right, I've found my way. This is good. This is costing me about 200 bucks a month. Um, given the traffic on the RSS feeds, that's pretty good compared to what I was having to pay outside of this. So, yay, caching RSS feeds and that sort of stuff turns out to be a pretty good way of slowing down your overall usage and traffic. And that was great. Um, but as time went on, I got tired of making sure all the WordPress installs were individually updated. I'm not a brilliant genius at, at AWS management, but management by any uh, stretch. So I wasn't doing any kind of automated updates or anything. I'm sure there's ways people do all kinds of stuff on there, but, you know, not really my gig. Uh, I'd rather spend my time making the content, which is an important point that I'll get to here in a minute. Making the content versus hosting the content. All right. Anyway, so I started moving some of those sites off and giving them pages on an Adobe portfolio uh, site, which I, because I get Adobe CC, they give you that. It's basically a web front end that you can customize and make cool portfolios out of it. It's not too fancy. There's no store. There's no you know, larger scale stuff happening with that, but it's good for what it is and it's nice and looks pretty and looks good on mobile and all that. So I use that for almost everything. And now I'm down to the web comic and two WordPress sites being hosted there. All right. This is what happened. I got hacked. I got hacked hard. 
and all of it came crumbling down. Um, they hacked the database to the point that I could not recover it, uh, nor did I have a proper backup that was also not compromised. Uh, so I was left with this reckoning day where I went, well, I could either jump through hoops for the next two weeks trying to see what I can retain of all of this, or I can just throw it out and start over. I still have all the comics. I still have all the shows. I have all the RSS feeds. I have all of this static content. It's the dynamic database stuff that was happening. Forums, eh, if this happened 10 years ago, there'd be a revolt in my community. Now, eh, two or three people upset, but really no one's using the forums that much anymore because we now live in the world of Discord, Slack, and social media to the point that why are you even bothering paying for and much less running a forum? Um, I understand its uses. There's still places for it today. And by the way, none of my recommendations today uh, should be taken as law. Certainly, you know, I have my experience to, to lean on and you can learn from that perhaps, but there are other options out there and certainly not one size fits all. So that's probably important to say before I get too much further. Anyway, I decided to shut those instances down and delete them, which AWS is very happy about because all sorts of weird leery traffic was coming out of my domains and they were not happy with me either. Uh, plus, you know, users were clicking links that were supposed to take them to the next comic instead of went off to some, you know, Siberian porn site or something. So it got real ugly there for a minute. And my method was to shut it all down. So here's what I did. I immediately went, I'm done managing this myself. I'm going to use a website builder. Why? Because it's 2018 and these things are good now. Here were the names I looked at. Squarespace, Wix, Adobe Portfolio, which was already I was already using. Jimdo, Weebly, and Duda. D-U-D-A. Uh, those are the ones I looked at. I know there are others, but they were kind of the top names. I ended up going with Squarespace for a bunch of reasons. I like their uh, features. I like their uh, design standards. I like everything about what they're doing. They've been doing it for a long time and quite successfully. Their price was good. I could integrate a store there with unlimited number of products and finally get myself off of third-party store hosting and do that all myself, basically. In a weird way, I'm <laughs> now I get to manage things more closely than I did before, even though I'm offloading this onto somebody else's uh, services and servers. But I ended up going with Squarespace. Very second close or second place almost went to Duda. And if you haven't heard of them, go check them out. D-U-D-A. Just search for them. That's a pretty cool service. They're a little limited for my store needs, and that's why I didn't use them. But I think for just about anybody else, it's a pretty solid choice. Um, but Squarespace, you know, tried and true. They keep it up to date. They're a strong contender. They got a lot of money. I feel like they're, you know, you can bank with them and, and feel pretty good about it. Rest of them are okay. They got their their positives and their negatives. I'm not going to go through each one, but that is a list I would at least consider while you're looking for yourself. Squarespace, Wix, Adobe uh, Portfolio, Jimdo, Weebly, Duda. One note about Adobe Portfolio, you don't have to be a CC subscriber to have it. Um, as a CC subscriber where you get all the Adobe apps, they just give you a complimentary portfolio site. So it just comes with the package. If you want it individually, it's 10 bucks a month, which is super cheap if you're just wanting a good portfolio site or a site where you just show stuff off and, you know, put in pages and stuff like that. It's real, real simple, but uh, they've been very good to me, that, uh, that, that particular service. Anyway, went with Squarespace after all of it. Now, my comic site, my, my drawings.com site, uh, the frogpants.com site, all of it now goes to frogpants.com. 
All the shows have sub URLs on there, subdomains on there. So if you go to Current Geek, it actually forwards you to frogpants.com slash Current Geek. If you go to any of the number of shows like that, filmsack.com, it takes you there. Every episode has a post and ways to comment, uh, which is nice because none of that was available on Portfolio. Uh, so we that stuff's back. Um, so I've kind of gained some features back by moving to Squarespace that I had lost before uh, when I was initially dumping my WordPress installs. And uh, the other thing that really bums me out about it, it's not all roses. Um, while I gained a tons of uh, a ton of functions and store capability and other stuff, I lost my custom comic site navigation stuff that I had built for me. At the time, that was like a thousand dollar investment in the in the programmer that did that, and it's it worked really well and it was great. I don't have that now. It's more of a gallery system now, so you still get all of the art uh, and comics. There's still a way to subscribe via RSS, and all that stuff is still true, but. It's not quite the same, not really the back and forward and the random comic selector and all that stuff that I had before. I'm working on better ways to do that. There are some cool third-party plugins for for Squarespace now that let some of that be possible. But as it stands right now, you know, the art's up there. It's functional. Everybody can get to it. All the shows are there. And um, I really like their suite of services, and it works out really well. So the bigger question and how I kind of want to leave things today is this. Do we even benefit anymore from having dedicated space where we run our own websites and stuff for the content we make? As content creators specifically, I'm not talking about a corporation. Coca-Cola needs a website, all right? I get it. GE, they need a website. The uh, That's a different animal. I'm talking about independent guys like us, guys and gals like us that are making cool content, whether it's video, art, audio, whatever it is, and you're putting it out there for the world. Are we benefited anymore by saying, well, I need to have my brand in a very so, uh, you know specific location on a server where it's all me all the time. Or can we use other services? And I mean even just like, hey, I want to put a comic up, but I don't want to bother with everything. Maybe I'll just put it up on Tumblr every day. I'll tell you what, some of those people have hundreds of thousands of followers of their work on Tumblr. The same is true for some podcasters. They don't have websites for their podcasts. They just put it out there and it gets consumed on Google Play and iTunes and everywhere else. And they never even bother with a website. They've got Twitter accounts or something. I know some people who only put their art on Twitter accounts. And I'll say this, this is a big admission from me. I watched the webcomic industry that I've been a part of for a long, long time. Since 2001, really. I've seen comics come and comics go. And I've seen ones that used to be so popular that it was their website you went to no matter what that's where the destination was to their sites being irrelevant and everybody gets it on twitter in my own experience it used to be the site where everybody got it now if i post this thing on twitter or google plus or wherever i'm putting it i get more interaction more engagement more actual views more click-throughs more retweets more shares through that method than i ever do on the website the website has just always been, well, it's a place where that stuff is archived. So if you want to go check it out, that's great. But really, in this world of I need it now, post it, post it, post it, social media has taken over. You may look at that and go, oh, that sucks. That's not, not the way I want to live. Well, I hate to tell you, you got to move with the way things move. If you want the eyeballs, you got to go where they are. And it's not easy even for me to admit that, but it's, but it's just straight up true. So now I got best of both worlds, all the social media, all the connected site stuff, and they're much more interoperable, which is a big deal as well. 
but do we benefit from having our own sites anymore? Are we better off just moving to platforms that are meant for such things? And this time I went with the latter. So, bottom line for me, and this is going to be controversial to some, time to stop worrying about where your URL is. Okay? Quit thinking about where your .com goes. Because it turns out it's more important to start worrying about where your content is. And where your content is isn't a server or a hard drive or a web page. It's in front of the eyes and ears of your listeners and your viewers and your followers. That, my friends, is where the rubber meets the road. Be in front of their faces and get there any way you can. It's going to do it for me. Thanks for listening to this DTNS Labs. I'll be back next month with another one. Take care. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.